It's time for Around the Ozarks in 5. Here are your hosts, Ethan and Sarah Foreheads. I hope you're doing well. Let's start with some news. Hey there. Investigators are looking into what caused the steam train at Silver Dollar City to derail last night. 150 people were on board when it happened. Four people were injured. No word yet on exactly the extent of their injuries, uh, but from all accounts, I think they are going to be okay. The Frisco Silver Dollar line had wheels and axles still on the tracks, but it looks like the top of the passenger car, like where the people sit, perhaps came separated from the base of the tracks. Yeah. So I was watching several different videos from people who had posted on Facebook who were there at the park. Um, and so it was an interesting little uh, incident. I don't know how that happened, but uh, it is under investigation, of course, uh, as well as a couple other of incidents that they have had at SDC. So man, it wasn't a traditional yeah. derailment in the sense that the, the, the part, the, the, the metal that's on the wheels didn't leave the tracks. The wheels right. are still on the tracks, but the car came off the wheels somehow. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously they'll be looking into how that happened and hope those people are okay. Uh, tomorrow, Ozarks Technical Community College will host hundreds of high school students for a career day focused on manufacturing. Starts at 8.30 in the a.m. at the Plaster Center for Advanced Manufacturing. About 20 exhibitors will be there, including uh, Custom Metalcraft, Paul Mueller, uh, Positronic Industries, uh, just some local companies, uh, to name a few. For World Sustainability Day, the Community Blood Center of the Ozarks is pledging to plant a tree um, for the first 5,000 people in their name uh, who go donate blood. It's in partnership with the Blood Centers of Americas and Forestmatic, which aims to help businesses become sustainable. So anyone who donates blood at CBCO will get a code to track where their tree is planted in their name in Uganda. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, how about this for a high-speed chase of sorts? Uh, a couple of agencies actually uh, logged his speed, but then they didn't, like, pursue. So, anywho, a driver from Georgia was arrested after driving 163 miles per hour in Howell County. That's crazy. 21 years old. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> that was rude. I was kidding. Um, no, that's accurate. That's that's. I uh, mean, uh, but yeah. So anyway, if you go with the, uh, you go with the odds, it's, that's the age. So he was charged with a, uh, resisting arrest, exceeding the posted speed limit uh, just by a little bit, by and double. failure to drive within the lane. Efrem Slavic was arrested in Kabul. That would be. Uh, well, I was just uh, over in the Kabul area on uh, Tuesday. Uh, uh, yeah. Where was I? Willow Springs. Uh, man, that's a, I can't even imagine going that fast in a car. That would be frightening. Uh, and 60, 60 has some curves <laughs> and yeah, some hills wild. and yeah. some hills. You got to be careful, man. Glad nothing terrible happened. Uh, all right. Uh, it's the off season for baseball for the Cardinals, at least not for all the teams that are playing, <laughs> uh, lots of coaching changes coming uh, in the off season. For the Cardinals, Miami Marlins have hired the Cardinals bench coach, Skip Schumacher, as the team's next manager down in Miami. So that's exciting. Good for Skip. Uh, and hitting coach Jeff Albert, as well as pitching coach Mike Maddox, are leaving. Uh, coach Albert elected not to return to his role, and Maddox is uh, also stepping down from the pitching coach role. So 
you know, the, the hitting kind of shut off there at the end and uh, sealed the doom of the Cardinals in the postseason. Uh, I don't know that he's completely responsible, but uh, he stepped down. So maybe he feels like he is. I don't know. Well, if you and the kiddos like to look at the stars, you can go see those and then some this Friday night. So tomorrow night at Wilson's Creek National Battlefield, the Springfield Astronomical Society will have their strong telescopes and their expertise to offer you um, set up along the Wilson's Creek Loop. And they're going to be at stop number five. And I can tell you that the kids and I went to one, I think it was last week or the week before in Ozark down at the Finley Mill. Um, And it was amazing because with their telescopes, they're so high powered. We could see the rings around Saturn, the moons around Jupiter. um, And they're just fun people to talk to because they know a ton of information. um, And it's, I don't know, I'm telling you, we took, uh, or I took the kids, I think Ethan was in Romania uh, when we yeah, I was going to say, this is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, in fact, I will say this, when we were looking through the telescope, Griffin and I were wondering for a moment if it was fake. I was like, hold on, is this already, is this already like shooting what it's supposed to be looking at? Because it looks so perfect like the rings around saturn were unbelievably clear um i'm just telling you you need to go it's tomorrow night from 6 30 to 10 30 at wilson's creek national battlefield so ethan the one we went to while you were out of the country was in ozark down at the mill and of course what got the kids there was the fact that they were going to be selling s'mores but you know that I, I enjoy being a cheapskate. We did not buy s'mores. Um, instead, we were truly fascinated by the knowledge and expertise of the astronomers who were on hand. So, Well, I think that's a treat in its own right. Um, <laughs> it was quite the treat. <laughs> you can make your own. You make your s'mores at home. Exactly. That's what I said. And then we don't make s'mores at home. Um I hope it's clear tomorrow night because we got rain coming in Sunday or uh, Saturday. So uh, the question is, how clear will the sky be for stargazing uh, Friday night, tomorrow night? I don't know. Uh, I'm not that good of a fake meteorologist. But I do know that there's some rain coming on Saturday, maybe on Sunday as well, uh, before we get sunshine. But it's been a nice couple of days since the rain stopped. Uh, Today's going to be nice as well. And, uh, you know, it's fallish. It's fallish. The SEC, Southeastern Conference, is cracking down on colleges that violate uh, safety rules. That means uh, ripping down goalposts after you win a ball game. Uh, those celebrations happened on the fields after, after Tennessee's big win over Alabama, which hadn't happened in years, and LSU's victory over Mississippi. I don't know if they ripped down the goalposts in that one. I didn't happen to see that, but I'm guessing so because uh, there were hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines as a result of uh, kids running onto the field and causing damage. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tennessee fined $100,000, which seemed high at the time, but then LSU has to pay $250,000 uh, because they both won the game. The kids ran onto the field and uh, and caused some, some havoc. I was part of that one time. I think maybe the only time in the history of UNLV that uh, the football team won a game. So we ripped down the goalposts. It was a game against uh, Reno, which was UNLV's University of Nevada, Las Vegas, their arch rival. And it was uh, was a game uh, 
for the Fremont Cannon. Uh, the winner gets to take the cannon. UNLV never wins at football. Uh, they used to win at basketball, not so much anymore. But we won that night, and uh, down came the goalpost. So I was part of that one time. I don't know that I ever rushed the field at OSU when we beat OU because we did. But Act like you've been there before. I've been there you before. Know? I just don't know that I've been on the field. Like no, I don't that's know what that I mean. You don't, you don't rush the field if you've been there before. Yes, of course. That's exactly why we didn't, because we're often there. So, um, All right. Well, the shortage of city workers in New York uh, potentially is no more. The Supreme Court there had ordered all city employees who were fired for refusing to get the COVID vaccine to be reinstated to their jobs and given back pay. The Staten Island Supreme Court ruled that the vaccination requirement for a group of sanitation workers suing the city is arbitrary and capricious, saying Ooh. that the health commissioner cannot create a new condition of employment for city employees. The justice determined that more than 1,400 employees who were terminated had their rights violated, and uh, many of those who were let go were first responders, police officers, firefighters. So they got their job back and some back pay as well. Yeah. Taxpayers ended up footing the bill. Arbitrary and capricious. Uh, that's pretty strong from a from a Supreme Court justice. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. Well, that'll do it for this uh, Thursday in the news. Thank you for watching. We'd ask that you share this with your friends uh, to uh, uh, you know s- spread the joy of, uh, <laughs> of of a little news in the morning every morning. With we Ethan try and to keep it. Um, not if it bleeds, it leads. We, we try. Yeah, we try to keep it lighter. Not terrible news. We try not to deal with terrible news. Obviously, when there's a train derailment, Silver Dollar City, we're going to tell you about it. Yeah. But we're not, we try not to just tell you every random crime that happens around the area because uh, most likely it doesn't affect you. So, right? All right. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I could get on my bandwagon either way if I were in high school debate, but um, <laughs> okay. Happy Thursday, everybody. See you later. (laughs) We'll see you. Well, see you later.